This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Good morning to all of you living faith. How are you doing this morning? Good, 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 good. Uh, I thank God for the opportunity to be with you this morning and to encourage you in what God is saying. Uh, This morning, I have a simple message for you. And the title of my message is Standing Together. Standing Together. That is the title of my message. Standing Together. Take your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, that's where I took my team from. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. You know, this words were spoken at the day of Pentecost. Remember, when Jesus was on earth here, the disciples had a problem of who should be the leader when Jesus is not there. To the extent that some of them asked their parents to make an appeal and Jesus asked them, will you be able to drink the cup that I drink? They said, yes. You know, sometimes we ask crazy things that uh, we don't know. Uh, once I preach a message, uh, thank God, God didn't answer my prayer. You know, and, and it's, it's good that God, if God were to answer all our prayers, look at how uh, the world will be in chaos. <laughs> You know, so, and yet Jesus never appointed a leader. When you are with them, they are struggling about positions. Now you are leaving. You know you are leaving. Not that you don't know. You are aware that you are going to leave. And you never appointed a leader. It means you are leaving your group to a chaos. But Jesus knew what he was talking about. He knew what he was doing because he's a great teacher. And he knew that when the Holy Spirit comes, things are going to be different. And Jesus told them, don't go to any place. Go and wait at the upper room. And the Bible says that they were there with one accord. And as they were praying, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And then they started speaking in other tongues. And then people asked the question, what does this mean? People started ridiculing them. But by the end of the episode, the same people that were asking the question, that were ridiculed them, came with the message, what should we do? The Bible says that when they started ridiculing them, Peter stood. And what gave the church that great birth and that great soul 
was in verse 14. That when Peter stood up, the 11 came to stand with him. Nobody said, who appointed you as a leader? I mean, get there, let me also come and preach. No. But the Bible says that as soon as Peter stood, he opened his mouth. The other disciples stood with him and they said, Peter, go ahead. We are with you. Come on, preach it. Say it. Say it. And that gave Peter the momentum. It gave Peter the inspiration and the boldness to speak because it was not easy. All these people that have got it. And they are ridiculing you. And they are saying that what uh, they are drunk with wine. It is never, never easy. You can even forget your scriptures when you stand there. Looking at the face of the people. Ready? They, they, this is the same crowd that, that stoned Jesus. This is the same crowd that said crucify him. And looking at this crowd. But with that boldness. It came from the 11 standing with Peter. They were standing together. And what the Bible is telling us is that the birth of this, the church that we are in started with unity. It started with unity. Right from there, the Bible says that every day they were meeting together. They were praying together. They were doing everything together. When they stood together, they were able to do what one person couldn't do. That is the reason why it is important that we stand together. You know, when this pandemic came, even the world, the developed countries even have realized that if they don't team up with the underdeveloped country, they cannot fight the pandemic. So whether they like it or not, they were forced. To donate vaccine and other things to other poorer countries. Because if we don't come together, we can fight that virus. So if and, and, and all truth are power. All truth are power. So if physically we realize that we cannot fight this pandemic until we come together. How much more spiritually? How much more spiritually? God has given us a tax. And when we are not together, if we are not standing together, we will not be able to defeat the enemy and fulfill the tasks God has given us. And so we need one another. And I tell people, I said, you may not need me today, but I need you. Amen? Amen. Yes, you need your brother, you need your sister, you need, because when we stand together, we can win the battle. And the Lord helped me to understand this, to make it so real, standing together, real, in a story in the book of Judges. So, open to Judges chapter 18. Judges chapter 18. There's a story, a typical story over there. It will help us. In Judges chapter 18, I will start from verse 1 and 2, and then I will jump from there to verse 7. In Judges chapter 18, verse 1 and 2. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites was seeking an inheritance for itself to dwell in. For until that day, their inheritance among the tribes of Israel had not 
falling to them. So the children of Dan sent five of their family from their territory. Men of Vela from Zerah and Exeter to spy out the land and search it. They said to them, go search the land. So they went to the mountains of Ephraim to the house of Micah and lodged there. Then you come to verse 7. So the five men departed and went to Laash. They saw the people who were there. How they dwell safely in the manner of the Sidonians. Quiet and secured. There were no rulers in the land who might put them to shame for anything. They were far from the Sidonians. And they had no ties with anyone. They had no ties with anyone. If it's your Bible, underline that. That is the key. They had no ties with anyone. Verse 8. Then the, the spies came back to their brethren, Azora. And their brethren said to them, what is your report? So they said, arise, let us go against them. For we have seen the land and indeed is very good. Would you do nothing? Do not hesitate to go and enter to possess the land. When you go, you will come to a secured people, a large land. For God has given it into your hands. A place where there is no lack of anything and that is on the earth. Listen, why did the spies came with that good report that God had given you the land? Because they came to a place they saw it was a good land. Listen to me carefully. The people were there. The people that were living there were secured. They were saying to themselves, we don't need anybody. We are secured in this place. Everything is fine. We, uh, everything is all right. I have everything that I need. So I don't need anybody. So when they saw that the people had no ties with anyone, then they realize that it is easy for us to conquer them because they have no relationship with any nation. They've not signed any covenant with anybody. Nobody's in any covenant relationship. They are just, just there alone. It is easy. God has given us the land. Let us go and take it. You see, these people represent those of you who may be in this room and you think you don't need anybody. And all that you say, God for us, uh, I mean, each one for himself, God for us all. Listen to me carefully. I'm coming to the scripture. Yes, it's true. You have everything you need. And you think, and the devil will make you think you don't need anybody. It's a lie from the pit of hell. I want you to listen to me. You need somebody. And so, this is what happened when we come to verse 20. So the spies inspired them and said, go, you will get that place. God has given it to us because now these people have no ties with anyone. In verse 27, 
Verse 27. So they took the things Micah had made and the priest who had belonged to him and went to Laash to a people quiet and secure and they struck them with the edge of the sword and burned the city with fire. There was no deliverer because it was far from Sidon and they had no ties with anyone. It was in the valley that belongs to Berubah. So they built the city and dwelt there. In verse 29, and they called the name of the city Dan after the name of Dan their father who was born to Israel. However, the name of that city formerly was Laash. You know, in the NIV Bible, the NIV Bible put verse uh, 28 that there was no one to rescue them because they had, they live a long way from Sidon and they had no relationship with anyone else. They had no relationship with anyone. No one was there to rescue because they had no relationship with anyone else. The good news translation put verse 28. There was no one to save them because Laius was a long way from Sidon and they had no dealings with any other people. They had no dealings with any person. That was their destruction. That was their doom. Their doom was not because they didn't have God on their side, but they had no relationship with any person. And so nobody could come to their rescue. And God is telling me to tell you, don't think you are self-sufficient. Don't think you don't need anybody. Because you have everything, don't think that. Tomorrow, today, you may not need anybody, but tomorrow will come and you realize that you need your brother, you need your sister. That is why God brought us together. That is why when Jesus was sending them, he sent them two by two. The church was birthed because of unity. The people were together. They were meeting together. They were praying together. They were standing together. And that is how the church succeeded in those days. And if we are going to stand, and if we are going to be able to stand, anything that will come against us as a church, we must stand together. In Acts chapter 14, Acts chapter 14, verse 20, I want to read Acts chapter 14, verse 19 and 20, Acts 14, 19 and 20. Then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there. And having persuaded the multitude, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Verse 20. However, however, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. Look, this is the apostle, great apostle Paul, who wrote two tests of the New Testament. 
You are not more spiritual than the apostle Paul. He was taken into the third heavens. In fact, so long as Christianity is concerned, when we take Jesus, the next person that God used that he has helped Christianity is the apostle Paul. Here he was stoned. He was lying down. He was going to die. And the Bible says that it is common disciples. It's not apostles who gathered around him. He was an apostle himself. You know, it is common disciples like you and I. They gathered around him, pray for him. He was survived. You need one another. We need to stand together. He, they came together and he was survived and he was able to continue the ministry that God has given him. So if Paul needed people to come together around him, how much more you? Don't be deceived. You see, if you watch the geography channel, I like that, especially with the animal kingdom. If an anim, if a lion wants to even attack an elephant, it doesn't matter how strong the elephant is. When they are in group, they will not go. Because when they are in group, they cannot attack them. So what they will wait is that they will be lying there quietly when the elephants start moving, the one that does not join the group and is left alone, then the rest of the people will attack that elephant. And it doesn't matter how strong that elephant and how heavy he is. Because the elephant is alone, he can be destroyed. You see, if the enemy wants to destroy you, he wants to leave you alone. When you are alone, and that is what he will make you. And so, you don't need anybody like what the people of Leah said. Oh, we live in a secure land. It's a nice place. Everything is fertile. Everything is going on well with us. Why do I need somebody? Why should somebody bother me? Why should I come for men's meeting? Why should I do this? Why should I? I don't need anybody. Look, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Is a lie from the pit of hell. No one is an island. That is why when you were born, you were not born on an island. You came from a family. Because God realized that every one of us, we are connected. We need to stand together. Living faith. If I came here this morning, the message the Lord want me to tell you that we need to stand together. When we stand together, we will win the battle. It doesn't matter what comes against us. We'll be able to win. And we need to stand together. In Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. I read it. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. I like what it says. It says, Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by what? The church. It was the church. It was not an individual. I said constant prayer was made by the church. The church prayed. The church came together and they prayed. And that is why the miracle happened. If not, he would have been beheaded like James was beheaded. But this time, the church realized that we need to come together. If James had been beheaded, 
Now we are not going to sit down. So they came when they heard that Peter has been arrested. The Bible says it is not an individual that prayed, but the church collectively, they came together and said, we are standing together in prayer for our brother Paul, for our brother uh, Peter. This is what God is calling us. We are standing together in prayer. We are standing together in Bible study. We are standing together in fellowship. We are standing together in cell meeting. We are standing together in everything. We need to stand together. It's very important. In the same Acts chapter 5, you know, Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Acts chapter 4. Verse 23, it says, Acts 4, 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions and, and reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made the heavens and the earth and sea and all that is in them. You by the mouth of your servant David have said. And the Bible says they raised their voices together and as a result, the place was shaken. They were filled again with the Holy Spirit because why? When they were arrested and were released, they realized that we are not alone. And they knew by the time they would get there, the people are together and they are praying. And so they went to their company and they gathered and together they raised their voice with one accord. And no wonder God did such wonders with the early church. In spite of the persecution, they were able to break through. What is the lesson? Standing together. Don't think you are a giant. Please, don't let the devil deceive you that you are a giant. You need, you need one another. You can't stand alone. In fact, let me tell you, even Jesus... When he was going to pray during his time of trial, he needed three people to go with him. So he took Peter, James, and John to go and pray with him. Even Jesus. That's why when he came, he surrounded himself with 12 disciples. He goes everywhere with them and everything. Because if you are alone, the enemy can easily attack you. Let us stand together. My final scripture is Psalm. 133. Psalm 133. He says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, there's something about unity. You smell it. When you get around a group of people and you are united, there's something, there's a fragrance about unity that you can smell it. And he said, it is like the precious oil upon the head. And the oil here is talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Running down on the beard of the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garment. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded, it's a commanded blessing. There the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. The Bible is telling us that you go to a church. 
that the church is divided. It's a church where the anointing of God is not there. They may be going through the emotions, but nothing is there. But go to a church. When they are united, God's blessing is there. The anointing of God is there. And God, the Bible says that his life, his blessing, his everything reside in that place. And so what the Lord is telling us this morning, let us be united. Let us stand together. You see, there's something about unity I don't fully understand. There's a mystery. To the extent that the Lord said, these people in the Tower of Babel, what they plan to do is evil. It's evil. And yet the Lord said, because they are united, they will succeed. So let me go down and confuse their language. It means there's a mystery around unity. That if we are together, so if people together with evil can succeed, how much more those of us, when we come together with a good intention, with the Holy Spirit backing us and every, oh, I'm telling you, we will do more than, more than, more than what uh, people even think. And the interesting thing is this. If you alone, you can push one pound, when the other person also can push one pound, when the two of you come together, you will push more than two pounds. You will be able to push three pounds. It shows the power of unity. But when each one wants to do, you can only push one pound. But when the two comes together with the power and hands, we are able to do beyond what individually we can do. Amen? And that is the reason why we need one another. Let us, let's, let, let, let me say this. We are, yes, we are human beings. People will offend you. But forget about, there's a greater purpose. There's a greater thing we need to focus on. Let us, don't let us be children. And then, oh, daddy, have you seen, uh, he knocks me here. Have you seen he threw the ball? He said he won't give me his uh, 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 toy to play with and begin to cry and everything. Let's stop the childish game. Let's stop the children game. Amen? And stop, oh, this person, no. And let's focus on a greater purpose. That when we come together, we can achieve more. And we can do more. And when we do this, as a church, a local church, nothing, yes, we may face difficulties, but nothing will come against us. Because we are standing together. Amen? We all need encouragement. There's nobody here who will tell me I don't need encouragement. So please, this is the message God said I should give to you. So whatever you used to do, if you are stopped, go back, pick it again, and do it. Amen? Amen. Anything, any ministry, anything that you are, any small group, you used to be part of a small group, but now, no, don't stop it. Don't stop it. You see, COVID has come to separate us. Because, because the devil knows that when he separates us and we live in our individual circles, then he can defeat us. But we are telling the enemy, we are coming together. We are standing together as a church and we will do what God has called us to do. Amen? Amen. And that is what you always need to tell your pastor. Pastor Gavin, look, he's a leader. 
He's a human leader. He's not perfect. But Pastor Gavin, we are with you. Whatever you say, this is what God wants us to do. We are with you. Like Peter, we are going to stand beside you and say, come on, let us go ahead. We will be able, we'll be able to conquer. We'll be able to do it. We are with you. Amen. And together, we will be able to do what God has called us to do.